This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is When They Won't Commit. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, why smaller diamond rings are all the rage, and how to bully-proof yourself. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener whose crush won't commit, and another who reaches out to a guy she ghosted to set him up with her friend, and it doesn't go so well. But first, Angela, it's just you and I this week. What's going on in your week? Hi. Hello. Um, so Ian has been going to a lot of bachelor parties lately. We're just at that age where everybody's getting married. Uh, and he went to one recently where the theme, I guess, was they all shaved mustaches into their faces. Shaved them into their faces? Like, you know, like sh- like shaved mustaches. Oh, got it. They grew out their beards. Yes. And, and then like a, mo- and- a Movember, but not right, for but they- raising money for... For prostate They cancer. all just like looked really creepy. Okay, basically. got it. Um, so they went to Memphis. They all had mustaches. They were hanging out at a karaoke bar. And Ian was telling me, oh, and there was this like cute girl celebrating her 21st birthday right next to us. And she came up to us and she was like, hey, like are any of you guys single? And I was like, oh my God, where is this going? Was not going where I expected it to. Because then he said... <laughs> She was like, because my mom is here and she's single. Oh, <laughs> my God. And I was like, are we date my mom years old? Oh, my God. <laughs> and Ian was like, I think it was the mustache. And I was like, I don't think it was the mustache. Wait, that's whole <laughs> funny. Okay. <laughs> what, what, how did you feel after this? You felt better about oh, the story? I died. It was so good. So hilarious. I was like, so was the mom cute? Did you talk to her? And he was like, no, I did not talk to her. But one of the guys did. Did he hook uh, up with the mom? No, because he was married. But oh. uh, they they just like they talked. Okay, this kind of reminds me of uh, just recently. I was with Nick and a bunch of like our parent friends, like my mommy friends, my mommy mm-hmm. group, where they were throwing a picnic in the park. So there was like I don't know, maybe like eight other couples, and we've got all of our babies. And we've got like cheese and like you know brought like some kombucha and we're having like a picnic in the Lovely. park and i'm thinking like this is my dream like i've got like this like new fun friend group and like we can hang out with our babies and we're in the park and this group and i'm and i'm like on a high like it's a beautiful right. day like i can really have it all i can have it all and this group of like really cute teenage girls walks by and one of them looks over at us and goes ew <gasps> that's gonna be us when we're older Gro- no! gross <laughs> And I was wow. like, what? If this, you're lucky, thought, bitch. If you're lucky, but I thought I was living my best life. And and like the teenage girls are like totally like the type of girls that like, I'm like, that would have been me. And I'm like, you know, we see them walking by. I'm like, oh, they're probably like, we're like inspired, whatever. Right. You, and you thought they were like, oh my God, oh I want to be you. Cute. Like, I thought they were looking at us like, oh my God, look at all those cute babies. And they were like, ew, that's <laughs> going to be us when we're older. So Angela, at least they said older and not old. Yeah, that's gonna be us when we're old. Needless to say, Angela, we're getting older. What can we do? I that, know. that was our week of getting old. Yeah, we're decrepit. But we're decrepit. <laughs> our our fiancés and husbands are decrepit. Our lives are decrepit, and people are setting uh, 
you know, uh, are men up with moms yeah. and teenage girls are, are disgusted. So I will see. I hope that at my bachelorette party, uh, I like get hit on by a 21 year old man and I can at least be like, I am youthful. You will be. <laughs> that will happen. I will make sure that happens. <laughs> Hire one. No, uh, all right. We're going to take a quick sponsor break and then we're going to jump into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, Talkspace. We all need someone to talk to, a person who can support us through rough patches or even the everyday ups and downs of life. That is where Talkspace comes in. We both go to therapy. It's been so helpful for for each of us. Um, You know, I feel like a broken record saying like, Therapy is great, but it is. And <laughs> we it, are big advocates for therapy. It, it also, honestly, if we're talking, you know, this is a dating podcast. When you're dating somebody and you're in a relationship, it can be so easy for you to turn the person that you're dating into your therapist and think that they need to be like, you know, give you business advice, also be your lover, give you advice about your friends you're fighting with, uh, give you advice about your boss being a jerk. And, and the, you know, and then also do the dish. Like, it's just so much to put on somebody. So having a therapist and having somebody else to go to, to talk about things, it puts like less pressure in a relationship. So you can just like enjoy each other a little more. Obviously they're still your confidant, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And plus we always say we're not professionals. We can give you big sister advice or best friend advice, but talking to a professional is also really important and you can find a professional at Talkspace. Um, So Talkspace is online therapy that makes taking care of your mental health a little easier, more affordable and convenient. Uh, You simply provide your preferences for therapy and Talkspace will match you with one of 5,000 plus therapists the very same day. You send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, and video messages from anywhere at any time. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Join more than 1 million people who feel happier with Talkspace. It's great. Talkspace has more than those 5,000 licensed therapists, just like Angel said, who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use code SINGLE to get $65 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's SINGLE, S-I-N-G-L-E, and Talkspace.com. All right. What have you been reading about in the news? Well, I was reading Cosmo. Sexy. And uh, Elisa Wolfson said that you're not imagining it. We all want smaller diamonds now in regard to engagement rings. So I was like, oh, I'm on trend. I actually don't like being on trend. I like being unique. You are still unique because you have uh, not only like a daintier diamond, but you have a cluster. I do. You've got two trends into one, which makes you like a whole new trend. It's true. And it was designed by my favorite artist, Ian. (laughs) Ian Brecker. Ian Brecker, your fiance. Um, So this is what they said. They said, apparently, if you search the hashtag, I said yes on, uh, on the gram, you'll only spot a number, a small number of big rocks. So it kind of seems that the whole the bigger the better thing is just like not working for the 2030 something crowd. The jewelry tent trend experts um, and designer Tara Gannon started noticing that millennials are requesting smaller stones starting about two years ago. And by smaller, we mean those like hovering around the one carat neighborhood. The reasons are um, one, quality. She said you might suspect cost is the reason for the shift and it's maybe a factor, but it's not the biggest one. Remember we did read an article like a bunch of episodes ago about how 
pe- the the whole like spend three months salary on your ring is like total BS and nobody does that anymore. Right. They spend like two weeks salary, right? Yeah. So it probably is cost a little bit. Yes. It's definitely, co- I mean, it just, this is a trend that helps us all out. Yeah. But <laughs> because- yes, you can, you can get definitely like a flawless diamond. You know, if you want a flawless diamond, you don't want like a big yellowy foggy diamond then you should like go for like a smaller one that's like higher quality right exactly yeah you can get like a smaller nicer stone than like a bigger yeah possibly flawed diamond um apparently the national average price of an engagement ring is five thousand six hundred according to the knot um and you can that can get you anything from a grain of rice size stone to a substantial yet flawed piece depending on where you go Okay, so yeah, you can get like a more flawed piece that's bigger or you can get like a, a really nice grain of rice. Yes. And then the second big factor, which was I think more my motivation is wearability. People just feel more comfortable wearing a smaller ring, like doing things like they're not afraid it's going to like. No, it's true. I definitely have like a bigger diamond and I'm used to it now, but <laughs> I was ter- I would turn it around when I was on the subway. I wouldn't wear it to yoga. And I was like, oh my God, I keep like taking it off. I'm going to lose it. I mean, now I just leave it on and I kind of like just like, but it's crazy. I'm like, I feel like I have this like, you know, big ring and I'm like doing, you know, running and I'm in the ocean. Like I, yeah. I just never, I treat it like it's like just like a simple ring because I, I'm used to it now right. and I can't like take it on and off, I'm going to lose it, which would be way worse than kind of like messing it up, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I learned that pretty quickly because when I first got, I was never a ring person before. So just getting adjusted to wearing a ring was a switch. But I was like, when I first got engaged, I would like take it off to wash my hands all the time. Yeah. I remember that. I was like, stop taking it off. And then I learned very quickly that that was a bad idea the first time that I almost forgot it in a public restroom. Oh my God. So that will scare the bejesus out of you. And you got your ring on. You got to pretend that it's like a tattoo. Yeah. You just can't take it off. So I just don't take it off. But but yeah, I I definitely have the like a, a bigger ish one, and it's not it doesn't have the it's not like wearability. It's not easy wearability. I will admit right. that. Well, sometimes people get like a second ring. <laughs> they interviewed people in this article that were like, "My first ring was big, so I, now I have a new ring that's smaller." Oh, barf! You know what? When I don't want to wear like my my big diamond everywhere, I just wear I just wear the band. Yeah, you know, just wear the freaking band. You don't need a second. That's very a, practical. A, a second engagement ring. Just wear the band. And I do I, agree. I do, I do, do that sometimes. I'll, I'll just put the band on. But then I feel yeah. like, I don't know, like, I, I just I feel naked without it. But Right. You do get used to it. Yeah, you do. Um, but anyway, yeah. So small rings. If you're into small rings, good news. So is everyone else. There you go. All right. So I've been reading the New York Times. This article was actually titled How to Bully Proof Your Child because I'm now a parent and I've been reading a lot of like parenting articles. But I thought the advice was so fantastic that I had to read it on the podcast because it's great advice for anybody that like gets bullied or has asshole friends that say messed up things. So this is an article written by Estelle Erasmus. So so she had a daughter who was getting bullied and you know her daughter tried to defend herself and was crying but the girls tried to, you know, kept kept haunting her and so she started doing some research and she came upon the work of someone named Izzy Kalman who was a school psychologist educator and author of bullies to buddies how to turn your enemies into friends like I have to say as someone who was bullied I would not want those people as friends ditto I once got in I once got a letter saying like you're not allowed to hang out with us anymore and like those people can go f themselves yeah but what did this lady say (laughs) so 
Uh, the concept of the golden rule is to treat the person insulting you as a friend rather than an enemy and try to not get defensive or upset, which is so impossible to do as an adult. I can't imagine having the calmness to do as a child, but I yeah. think it's like practice makes perfect. So, so basically the strategy differs from the approach favored by many schools in several ways. It avoids labeling a child as a bully. So you're not supposed to say like you're a bully because um, apparently that's an insult like whimper loser. But it also advocates for going to adults for advice or help with role playing. So he encourages kids to like kind of like talk out how to do these how to respond. Um, he also teaches children how to handle threats in situations where they're made to feel unsafe. So, you know, if you're getting like, if you're physically in, th that's a different situation. That yeah, we're talking yeah, about. yeah. All right. Uh, so he also teach, advises like, uh, well, I guess I'm talking a lot about the kids, but all right, let me just talk, give some scenarios, okay? Okay. And I want you to help me role play them. Okay. Great. So, all right, go look, are you, do you have the, Approaches to common scenarios. Okay, yes. So somebody name calls you. You're so fat. I don't even know how you can walk. The reflexive response would be, I am not fat or shut up. But the approach that he suggests is, you are so lucky you're so skinny because people are mean to fat people. Or I like my body, but if you don't, that's okay with me. I think I like the second response better than the first. Yeah, I like my, it's more um, confident. Yeah. Yeah. And instead of and like, rather than so, like complimenting your bully, your skinny friend. Yeah. 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 People are mean to fat people. Although I, I do kind of like that too. Not the compliment part, but it, it, it would make them feel really stupid. You're like, right, yeah, well, I mean, you're lucky you're so skinny because people are really mean to fat people. It's and like then, check your privilege second grader. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Um, all right, let's skip the te the one is about cheating in a test, but I want this to, you know, because a lot of friends still bully. Yes, us. it's true. Even like as old as, as high school and college, we get people that are not nice. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's read the test, the cheating on the test one, because it, I think it can still apply in uh, the, the gist of it. Okay. I heard from Tessa that you cheated on the test. Uh, the reflexive response would be, I didn't. Tessa is a liar. No, or she's not. She is. I didn't cheat. Everyone knows it's true. It's not true. So that's how the conversation would usually go. Um, but this is the conversation that he suggests. I heard from Tessa you cheated on the test. Really? Do you believe it? No. Good. Or if the answer is yes. So let's try that again. I heard from Tessa that you cheated on the test. Really? Do you believe it? Yes. Okay. If you want to believe it, how can I stop you? You can't. So I'm going to tell everyone you cheated and you can't stop me. That's right. I can't. That'd be like a very zen. That is very zen. But I do feel like that is effective right? because anybody who is that like kind of bratty that, that that is getting pleasure from spreading this rumor once you like don't care, then it's less fun for them. Yes, exactly. Man, bullies are psychos. They are. Psychos. I know I'm not supposed to call them bullies. All right. Let's do one last one. I'm having a party and you're not invited. The reflexive response would be, that's so mean. Or I don't want to come to your stupid party anyway. Good kids, you can't. <laughs> All right. And then this is how the conversation that he suggests the response being. Uh, I'm having a party and you're not invited. Okay. Well, if I'm not invited, I won't come. I hope you have a great party. That's good. That's yeah. Because cool. they're going to be like, well... Uh, uh, thanks. So I wonder... But, you know, I guess if you want to come, you can. <laughs> when I was in high school, my freshman year of high school, 
uh, a boy called me Mangela all the time. That was my bullying experience. Oh my God, that's so mean. Um, so what would my my reflexive response was? What, you what look- did you say? I mean, I usually didn't say anything. Some one time I told him he looked like a leprechaun, but <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really effective. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, he laughed. <laughs> So, I don't know with me well, or Well, you me. look like a leprechaun. <laughs> but I guess like so using this like I don't care response would be like, yeah, yeah, I do look like a man. <laughs> and there's nothing I can do about it. Sure. No. Um, okay, that's a good question. When it comes to name calling, uh, I don't know. I guess I have to read this book, but okay, let's think about this. So the reflective response would be like, that's so mean. And, uh, right. you know, why would you say that? You'd be like, ha ha. But I guess you would, the ref- what you should say is, um, well, I guess it kind of would be like the, you're so fat one. Like, I don't even know how right. you can walk. You're lucky you're so attractive <laughs> because, you know, people make fun of ugly people. <laughs> See, that's why I don't like that one. Cause it's like, let me like, compliment you. Yeah, I get it's like reverse psychology, but mm. it's like admitting that you're fat. Right. It's yeah. And, not and, only like which insulting is also myself, but body like, shaming yourself. You. Yeah. Um, okay. So the second one is like, I like, <laughs> I like, <laughs> I like my face, <laughs> right. but if you don't, that's okay with me. Right. <laughs> Agree to disagree <laughs> on my face. <laughs> Uh, I say just call them a leprechaun. Yeah. That's, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like your, your response the best, actually, <laughs> now that we've talked this out. All right. It's time for us to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Quip. Quip toothbrushes we love so much. I was a user of Quip. Uh, before they were ever a sponsor on our show. I got them as a gift for Nick and I. So we had nice, cool looking toothbrushes that work really well. Uh, And, you know, they're also like great gifts for people. You know, I don't know. It's grad season. There's birthdays. There's anniversaries. It, you know, nobody thinks of giving a toothbrush, but they should think of it more. It's an untraditional gift, but people love their Quip toothbrushes. Like I've never heard people be passionate talking about a toothbrush. No. But they are with Quip. It's, it's true. It's fascinating. Um, and that is because, first of all, they look really cool. Laura and I both have matching ones. We both have the rose gold and it's just like aesthetically pleasing. Very much so. But it also has these sensitive sonic vibrations for an effective clean that's gentle on your sensitive gums. They do that because people brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. They also come with these multi-use covers that work as a stand and can mount to your mirror. It also slides over the bristles to pack and protect your quip when you're on the go. I used to always have like a vacation toothbrush and a home toothbrush. I love just having the case with my quip that makes yes. it easy to throw in my bag and go. It's wonderful. It declutters my sink and my cabinet and makes traveling super easy. It's great. That's why we love Quip and why over 1 million happy, healthy mouths do too. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash single right now, you can get your first refill pack free. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash single. We would like to thank our sponsor, squarespace.com. Make it yourself. Easily create a website all by yourself. If you can think it, you can dream it, you can make it with Squarespace. 
Uh, it's like a joke now how many Squarespace websites I have. But anytime I have like a new idea or I've got a new project I'm working on, the first thing I do is create a Squarespace website because it just makes my idea feel more legit. And I really believe that it kind of inspires me to then like make it a real thing. You know? Yeah. It's like get your thoughts out and organize. Yeah. That's what we did for This Is Why You're Single. And, you know, now we're international authors. We've got a <laughs> podcast. Uh, a gallery, a shop, who, you know, we got it all. The secret to our success, Squarespace. <laughs> I mean, for real. I, I even started a, a website for my new sketch show, femfairytales.com, and it just made it feel a little more real. Nobody was going to it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it didn't matter. It was more internal to like kind of organize and put pictures up and, and put like dates of our show up. And then, you know, we did get a book deal and it was nice to be able to have a nice professional website to to have people go to when we were saying like, Hey, we want, you know, we want us to give you a book deal based on the show, check out our website. And, and I really do think it gives you a more professional, uh, uh, a pro- you know, professional appearance. It does. And so many different kinds of people use Squarespace websites, architects, graphic designers, wedding professionals. I've been looking at a few Squarespace websites of my own lately, uh, jewelry designers, trainers, even lawyers. Everybody could use a Squarespace website to make them look a little more profesh. Um, they make it super easy with beautiful templates that are created by world-class designers. They have a great e-commerce functionality. If you're selling something, it lets you sell anything online. And then they have 24-7 award-winning customer service. AKA Laura's best friends. Amen. Uh, go to squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Well, first up, we have an update. We love when we get updates from our listeners. Um, It was anonymous. This was from an anonymous listener. She wrote, you all gave me some great advice on the episode Falling Too Fast about... Oh, wait. No, not great advice. We gave advice on the episode Falling Too Fast about marrying my dude so I could put him on my dental insurance. Um, I clarified because we told her not to do that. Right. We we said maybe do a domestic partnership, I think, or look into your options. Um, she said a year and a half later, and we are now secret married. We got hitched on Saturday in a, in a little courthouse ceremony, and we both just wore jeans. It's the perfect midpoint to our story. We'll do the big thing someday, and we'll tell our parents then. For now, the only people who know are him, my HR department, me, obviously, and now you guys and all of our listeners. Um, thank you for being the besties we all need. So obviously she didn't think our advice was bad. I don't maybe maybe we said like if you love each other, do it. I, I don't remember I also think I don't remember what we said to be honest. Uh I think in different states, uh domestic partnerships work differently too. So maybe she lives in a state where she yeah. couldn't like she seems give to her, think her we enc- we encourage this advice because she's telling us <laughs> that they're married and they wore jeans and it's great and that we're her besties. I don't remember saying that, but I don't know. I think, but I'm sure we were like, you know, if you guys feel ready. Yeah. But they, either way, congrats. And thanks yeah. for writing in. Yeah. Congrats, guys. All right. What else do we got in the mailbox to okay. answer this week? This one is also from an anonymous listener. And she writes, you recently had a story about someone setting up an old date that didn't work out with a friend and that those two hit it off. I just tried it with a friend and a guy who I had recently ended up ghosting. So to be clear, we told a story about somebody who went on a date with someone. It didn't work out, but they said, you know, you're a really great guy. Let me set you up with one of my friends. 
And I, I, I mean, that is pretty much what happened to me. Cause like I, that's how I met Nick. I don't, yeah. I don't remember if that was a listener and, and my own story, like Could have been of, that. um, of Nick. Sorry. We can, we can't, we do so many podcasts, but, um, yeah, Nick had gone on a date with one of my friends. It didn't work out. And then I met him. So maybe it was kind of something similar to that, which is why we say like, you know, always keep things cordial. If you don't like the person, maybe they're great for your friend. Right. So, so this listener tried it. She she was inspired by <laughs> that sentiment. Unfortunately, though, I do think, and as we will see as the story goes on, an important factor here is that she didn't really end things well exactly. with the guy before then trying to set him up with her friend. She ghosted him. So anyway, she says, I always thought she would have been a better match, but she ended up getting a boyfriend not too long after I first gave her the idea. But since they broke up, she gave me the go ahead to see if this other guy would be interested. Screenshots are attached. Uh, the This is her was a picture of my friend sent with her permission. Okay. Do you want to role play? Yeah. All right. Um, may I see you again? Uh, this was from October 24th. So that was the last message. And then she ghosted. She never answered. So he wrote, can I see you again? And she never wrote back. Uh, and then she, she wrote, she responded. Do you want to be the, do you want to be her? Yeah. She said, Hey, I'm really sorry. I disappeared on you. I was having a really hard time with work and you didn't deserve that. To be honest, I wasn't that into you romantically. This might be really weird, but if you're still single, I think you might be a better fit for my friend. Would you be open to me sending you guys up? This is her. And he sent her, uh, she sent him a picture. Who is this? How did you get this number? And then she sent like the sweaty smiling emoji. Uh, This is her anonymous name. Uh, thank you for disappearing. This is his girlfriend, so you don't need to set him up. You can also delete this number. Oh, sorry. I'm glad he found someone. Mucha suerte. I'll delete the number. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, her takeaway was ghosting is rarely the answer, which we always advocate not to ghost. I don't know. Necess- perhaps this is why. This is another well, reason. I actually don't think ghosting really affects affected this per se because if she, either way yeah the he, girlfriend would have the girlfriend saw his phone and saw the message and the girlfriend responded so like ghosting or not I don't think it would have mattered much um I mean maybe since you did ghost him there was no name in the phone so she's like who the f is this right um maybe if you like hadn't ghosted him and like stayed cordial like he would have at least kept your name in the phone I don't know but um, either way, uh, it doesn't always work out when you try to set someone up a long time after. Maybe you kind of got to do it on the shorter side. Like, hey, I, you know, I don't, you know, feel things with you romantically, but I have a friend I really think you'd hit it off with. I know that's weird, but can I set you up? Yeah. So I think if you're going to set someone up that you went on a date with, um, you got to do it on the sooner side. But you did handle this one with grace, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> once she responded, you said, sorry, good luck. You handled it great. You handled it great. Your responses were perfection. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Okay. Now we have a question. This one is also from an anonymous listener and they write, I am 23 and I just started dating this incredible guy two weeks ago. We've gone out on four dates. He initiated and he paid. He's a counselor, major grad student, so he's just as intuitive and self-reflective as me. He's honest, and we both have talked a lot about our shared Christianity. I know a lot of girls say this, but this guy is really the guy of my dreams. I've let my guard down. We're both dating with intention, and he's been upfront about liking me. He realized he hasn't been able to be as physical or emotionally close with me. He recently ended a very serious eight-month relationship. Long story short, after a long talk and hearing their story, he told me he's in between A, 
wanting to take some time away from dating, but not wanting to regret missing out on me because he really does like me and B going forward with me, but then realizing he should have taken a break. So having to end things later, I'm really struggling with this and need a girlfriend's opinion. What do you think the chances are he'll choose option B realistically? And how can I increase the odds of that besides being patient, loving and supportive? Thanks. Hmm. All right. Hmm. So you're probably not going to like my advice, but I think this guy, it's also, okay. Number one, it's not really fair that he told you he's in between these two things. Maybe he thinks he's being like open and communicative, but it's really just hurtful because let's say he does choose option B. Like that doesn't mean that he's going to marry you and commit forever. He could always just back out at any point and say like, actually I'm not into it. I want to like date around. So he's just undecided. He's not a hundred percent sure on you. And he wants to like have his cake and eat it too. He wants to date around, but he also like wants to have you in the back pocket in case he doesn't find anybody better. Like that's the that's the yeah. realistic, that's the situation here is he says like, I want to take some time. He says he wants to take some time from dating, uh, but like when he wants to just like not hang out with someone that he likes, that makes no yeah. sense. When he says he wants to take some time from dating, he wants to date around, but then, you know, in case, in case you're the one that's best, he doesn't want to like, you know, you refine someone else. And so it's just like an unfair situation right. and like he's, maybe he's like the man of your dreams, but he's like being really shitty about this. So I sort of half disagree with you in that I like that he's being honest and not just like trying to like jump right out of a long-term relationship into this thing, knowing that he has these feelings. Um, Because I know somebody that recently was in a situation where the guy came on way too strong. He just got out of like a long-term relationship and then he like jumped right into this new thing and was like, oh, like you're the, you're like, I want to marry you, blah, blah, blah. And then he like cooled off right away. Um, even though he was like acting like he was all in. So at least this guy is like communicating that he's having some reservations, whatever. But also he knew this about himself. He probably shouldn't have kept moving forward with you and like gotten to this point now where he's like has to work things out. But either way, it's like, it's really up to him. Like you, you asked, you can't do much. Um, the only thing that you're in control of is if you want to keep talking to him and seeing him, I guess, knowing that he's not positive about how he feels about you. Yeah. I mean, like the only thing you could do is say to him, like, look, I want someone that's 100% sure about me and that knows they want to be with me and is really excited about dating me. And then you don't sound like you're ready yet. So if you want to take some time, I think that's a good idea. And, you know, if you're ready and I'm still single, right. this is something probably you're never going to say because it would be really think, hard to do this with someone that you're, like, obsessed with and really But I do really think loving. that's the best option. But this is the best option. And you can say it. And then when you're ready, like, make sure that you're ready to, like, commit to a relationship. Because, and, like, and, I might, back, and I might still be here. But the reality is I might not. I'm going to – I'm not going to just, like, sit around waiting for you to, like, go date for a year. So I want someone that's 100% excited about me. You don't sound like you are. You sound like you're – you know, kind of want to take a break and like date around, which is totally fair because I don't want you to have any reservations about me. And I deserve to be with someone that's so excited about me. So like maybe we should take a break and I'm going to date around and, you know, you can date around too. If you change your mind, like maybe I'll be here. Maybe I won't. I can't. I'm not just, you know, I'm a prize. I'm not just going to like sit, wait on the shelf. And like I support you figuring your stuff out. And I hope that at the end of this, you decide you are ready to be in another relationship and you want to be with me, but I'm, you know, 
but I wait around while you figure it out. Exactly. So that would, that's the best thing that you should do. Will Uh, you actually do that? Probably not. But, but you know, that's what confident, empowered women should do (laughs) in these situations. Um, We hope that's helpful. If you listeners want your questions answered, or if you have any funny messages that you want to share, email us at contact at this is why your single show.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at this is why your single show.com. Now let's dive into our reason of the week. This week's reason is when they won't commit. So sadly, just like we were talking about in our last question, which inspired this week's uh, episode theme, you can't force someone to commit if they're not ready. It's really all about timing. It's why some people reconnect years later when they're ready. And, you know, at the end of the day, Angela, you got to agree, like, if they're not committing, sometimes he just might not be into you. That book is true. <laughs> sometimes. That, that book, yeah, sometimes that sometimes it's true. That book was my Bible before we wrote our own dating book. Uh, and you need to be, and like what I liked from that book is it's like, you need to be the prize. Sometimes they're just not that into you and don't wait around for some, for some guy. And what I really hate is when they make, you know, like whatever people can have doubts, but I hate when they make like the decision process, your problem, like the last guy did in that question, like, okay, you're having some inner turmoil, but don't say to me, I'm stuck between two options. I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) decide. Yeah. That was a shitty approach. So The advice that we wrote is don't try to convince them of option A or B, like in that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't convince somebody. They got to come, come up to it on them on their own and stay busy, you know, be an independent person with your own life and don't have your world revolve around somebody who's not committing. Uh, You know, you might meet other people and, and either way, if things don't work out, you'll have your own foundation in your own life. Yeah, I think stay busy in both ways is good. Like have activities that you're doing that you're enjoying on your own, but then also be dating other people so that your, yeah, your focus isn't completely on that one questioning man. Absolutely. Ultimatums are not great. I don't think, you know, just walk away and be firm or pretty much say exactly what we gave the advice to in the in the listener segment. Because you're never going to like twist their arm into making a decision. No, and it won't, they'll regret you or they'll resent you for it Mm -hmm. if you say like look either you commit to me now or i'm gonna break up with you then like sure they might stay with you but they might be like well i wasn't 100 percent though they're they're still not going to be 100 percent ready even though you gave the ultimatum yeah you want them to be committing to you because they want to and they're like willingly doing it yeah and sometimes it's not you sometimes it really is just timing you know people getting out of long-term relationships them going through some other personal stuff uh you know they might just have gotten fired or be in between jobs. And sometimes when people don't feel completely confident in their own personal lives, it's really hard for them to feel confident in an outside relationship. So, but you also have to remember that that's not your problem and you can't fix it and nothing that like you change about yourself is going to change their situation. Absolutely. And now it is time for our reason of the week breakdown. It's hard to commit to a lot of things in life, not just relationships. Angela and I are going to try to one-up each other in our failed commitments in life in a game we call Commitment Phobia Off. All right. So the we are going to go back and forth about things that we've tried to commit to and then have failed at. Difficult People, the TV show. 
I know, I Angela. I know you love it. And you're such like a Billy Eichner fan. And I and love Julie, him too. Julie Klausner. Julie Klausner. We, I've read her book and we both wrote for Billy on the Street. Not to be a psycho that uh, comments on celebrities' Instagrams, but I recently commented on Julie Klausner's Instagram and she answered me and we like are best friends now. What? Yeah, we like, we commented. Too bad she was supposed another. to be on our podcast and then ghosted us. A little bit. She was busy. She's really busy, okay? She was busy at the time, but then I followed up when she wasn't busy and she just like ghosted us. She's still my hero. What did she respond to you? What'd she say? I mean, it's really mundane. It's, you know, just best friend chit chat. Like what? What was it? <laughs> what did you say? She she posted about, I really like the TV show Fargo and she posted about it and I told her that one of the actors from it was in a play right now and she's like, oh my God, I didn't know that. I love him. And, and then I also, she posted like some hate mail that she had gotten. And I slid into her DMs and I was like, just so you know, like, I love you. <laughs> oh, my God. You're and she, crazy. She didn't answer me, but she liked it. So, like, we're friends. We're friends now. You're so insane. So, anyway, tell me why you can't watch my best friend Julie Klausner's TV show. You're insane. I just started to watch it and then I just didn't commit and I didn't watch the full season. All right. What did you not commit to? Um, well, throughout my childhood, I started a lot of things that I couldn't commit to. I tried almost every activity, but I did not stay longer than a year with anything. Uh, some of those things were karate, piano, flute, gymnastics, track, tennis, and soccer. Fair enough. Uh, I didn't commit to trapeze. I was starting to do it. And then maybe this isn't fair, but I, you know, I stopped when I got pregnant. But okay, that's I have, a good reason. I know, but I haven't been pregnant for almost a year now and I haven't done it again. So I got to sign up, but I committed to it and then stopped. All right. Well, good for you. Um, me being on time for work no that is, that is something that you should commit to because you could get fired if you don't and every day i'm like i'm gonna wake up when my alarm goes off and every day i don't oh no my mom who was a boss at a preschool preschool director said there's such a big difference between her employees who are five minutes early versus mm. five minutes late I believe that. Like the five minutes early people, she viewed completely different than the ones that were five minutes late, especially the ones five minutes late that showed up with the coffee. Like, like she was literally... Like, that I don't do. Her view of them was so different. And that always stuck with me, just five minutes early versus five minutes late. Not that I'm trying to make you feel any worse. <laughs> I do try and stay later. Oh, that's... So, yeah. It evens out. Mm, maybe. It's Except just my a, boss leaves early every day, so he doesn't see the... Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. In. It doesn't. I know, so I'm trying. Trying. You can do it. Uh, not eating cheese. I my sister is an animal activist, and you know I'm very against the the dairy industry. And I know, and 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 also I know this is weird, but after breastfeeding my baby and having to pump milk and like know how painful it can be, I'm like I can't I'm, I can't believe they just like milk cows all day. Like that's so fucked up. Like when I had to be on like a on, on a, a like a, on a pump and it would be so painful and I'd be like oh my god I can't wait till this is over I'm like oh my god this is what they do to cows all day long and then when they stop producing milk just like if a woman's like milk dries up then that's when they kill the cows and like use their meat anyway so I really don't want to contribute to the dairy industry I already don't eat meat and I don't eat chicken I gotta like Hard stop to stop the but I just love my cheese so I I gotta work on it but I didn't commit to not eating cheese I gotta get better at that uh, all right. For me, my next thing. Oh, not over planning my weekends, especially in the summertime. I'm like, I love a day where I don't have any plans and I just like go where the wind takes me and like I'm very chill. But as of right now, I have about 
the next every three, weekend the next three months are overscheduled and planned and I feel very tense about it even though I committed to being like I'm gonna try and not do that but I did it I know I mean it makes it hard too with scheduling podcasts it's true or it maybe the, maybe the podcasts count in your scheduling the, and they the add, podcast does <laughs> and it adds it makes you stresses you out sorry um, <laughs> but I'm having so much fun uh, playing ukulele is my number four I was gonna learn it and then just didn't uh, it's time consuming. Uh, writing every day. They say like to be a writer, you're supposed to write every day and it makes you a stronger writer. And I just, I'm always like, yeah, I should do that. And I don't. Uh, number five for me, having a living room full of real plants. That was like, I was like, <laughs> I want to have like a house that just has gorgeous plants everywhere. And then they were all dying. Do and you have I, fake plants? Um, so I have one fake plant. Well, actually not just one. You know, CB2 has a lot of really great looking fake plants. My God. So I have a lot of tiny ones. Like that one's fake. Obviously, there's like no sunlight around here. And then I have one fake one in the living room now. It's just easier and they look better. But I do have some real ones in my bedroom still. But honestly, if I could, I would just replace them with fake ones. Yeah, I would kill. Ian takes care of all our plants. We call him plant daddy because I would, I'm would. i a bad plant mommy. Nick is a bad plant daddy. He <laughs> doesn't even – he would never. Uh, okay, next one for me – fitness stuff in general i feel like every time we do like a new year's special or something i'm like my my resolution is i'm gonna try and like do a fitness thing and then i just can't i try and then i can't number six summer movie nights we have like a nice projector in our living room and i was like i'm gonna have a bunch of friends over we're gonna do like summer movie nights we did one one's good (laughs) maybe next year you'll do no no not even this year that was like last summer (laughs) okay goals um, making my bed every day. I feel so good when I do it, but I never leave enough time to do it in the morning. There's a study that people who make their bed are happier. And I told Nick that and now he makes the bed for us every day. It really does feel great to get into a made bed at Doesn't night. Doesn't it? Even though it makes no sense, I just like throw the pillow, throw like the fancy pillows off to the side. But yeah, I guess it makes a difference. Yeah. Um, number seven for me, Catastrophe, the TV show. I was really committed to it and then and then just like stopped watching it and then it got canceled anyway so whatever. I did it oh yeah. man my number seven is also a tv show i watched the entire series of boardwalk empire and then i got to the last season and it's been years it's been many years and i've still not watched the final season and i always say i'm going to one day you will one day I will well that's all to say you know sometimes you just can't commit don't feel too bad about it um, but if other people aren't committing to you, toss them out. We hope we've cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and you can listen to it as an audiobook on Audible. Yep, and you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast.